2: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: Jason
3: Tatum couldn't make a shot in a do-or-die Game 6 against the 76ers. Then, he beat them almost by himself in the fourth quarter. Also, the Nuggets emphatically dispatched the Suns. And you can add the New York Giants to the list of people perturbed by Aaron Rodgers. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports your locked on sports today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. It. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Boston Celtics were fighting for their playoff lives in Philadelphia, and Jason Tatum could not make a shot. Then in the fourth quarter, he erupted for 16 points. He became the first NBA player in the last 20 years to have three or fewer points through three quarters of a playoff game and then proceed to outscore the entire opponent in the fourth quarter to secure a 95-86 win. Laughing at that stat, John Corrales from Locked On Celtics from the Philadelphia Arena. And John, I would ask what changed. What changed is the shots started going in, but what changed?
0: the shots started going in (laughs) and it's as simple as that uh look Jason Tatum had a really really rough shooting game but to be fair he didn't have a overall bad basketball game he was rebounding and having you know he had assists he had you know he was playing defense he was he had blocked a couple of shots he was playing I don't want to say he was playing well right he wasn't playing great but he wasn't Sulking. He wasn't doing the other stuff uh, that you might expect a star player who had been suffering through an O for everything type of night. But yeah, he just stuck to it. I think in the early in the fourth quarter, he got himself to the free throw line. He kind of grifted his way there. He kind of a couple of rip-through moves and got a couple, just just saw a couple go in at the free throw line. And eventually that shot started to fall. Once the first one went in. It was just like a, a weight off his shoulders, and he, he started to feel that that kind of energy come back into his shot, and, and, he, and he hit a few of them. And, and at the same time, the Sixers were kind of letting things slip away, and he, this is the result.
3: There was a stretch where it seemed like each team was desperate to give this game away. It was like, <laughs> do you want to win? No. Do you want to win? No. And then Tatum hits a couple big shots at the end. Defensively for Boston, the Sixers shoot 36 percent from the field, 23 and a half percent from three. What what did you see defensively from Boston that led to what was really a struggle all night?
0: Well, it starts with Robert Williams. You know, Rob Rob was in the game uh, to start and gave the Celtics a, a real boost as far as you know some rim protection and. Uh, he forced, he forced the Celtics to, I mean, he forced the Sixers to, to to make some adjustments there. Uh, they put in George Niang who, who helped them, but it took away PJ Tucker for a little while. and, And it just kind of that little chess match back and forth, uh, mostly Robert Williams, uh, being able to help off of somebody protect the rim, get some rebounds, get some tip outs, just be the guy who. I saw a couple of rebounds where it was going right to Joel Embiid's hands, and Rob was there to slap it out of his hands, and he didn't get the stat and he didn't get the rebound, but it was just somebody who could be active around the rim and active uh, in pressuring the other team and like guys like Tyrese Maxey. When they get into the lane and you just see Robert Williams coming at you, and you're like, oh, God, I got to get this floater up another inch so it can uh, maybe go over the top of him. And that just throws it off a little bit. So those little things that he does matter. And after the game, everybody who was asked about the starting lineup was thrilled to see Robert Williams out there. Yeah, sometimes the plus minus in a game
3: can be misleading. He was a team high plus 18 in this game, and you felt his effect on the game. Uh, late in in the fourth quarter, the, the 76ers offense fell completely apart. How much of that was things that you felt like Boston was doing defensively versus Philly just
0: kind of being tight? I, I think some tightness definitely crept into it. There's no doubt about it. Uh and it's funny because even Jalen Brown said, Yeah, they missed a few shots. They they helped us out a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, it's and it's true. It's true. I, I think look, history means something here. And the Sixers are trying to get past the second round for the first time in the Joel Embiid era, they're trying to do it against the Boston Celtics who have historically had their number. But in this series, the addition of James Harden, I think kind of highlights just how, how much Ben Simmons was a detriment to, to Joel Embiid because it really gave the Celtics the ability to help off of a star player and, and defend him really well. Now there's that's not here. and, And Joel can really put, uh, c- can really put a hurt on the Celtics, and-, and that really matters here. But the the history, I think, does creep in and say, hey, you know, here's your chance. Here's the closeout. It's in front of these fans. And it turns into a, all right, let's not screw this up. But it's the classic play not to lose, and then all, all of a sudden you end up losing. You, you don't want to give a guy like Jason Tatum life, and you had him down, but just like The Undertaker, he just pops straight up and he says, aha, let me hit you with this tombstone and put put you out and force a game seven. Stay up to date all year on the Boston Celtics
3: by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Celtics on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Nuggets left no doubt in their series-clinching win over the Suns on Thursday. Before we get to that, we look at the finer points of the newly minted NFL schedule looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories of course you do we all do then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built you have to try them if you haven't i have them almost every single day what makes them so good you might ask good question for starters covered in 100 real dark chocolate that's right real chocolate and what's better is they're healthy only 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and now You don't need to wait for a box for years. We've been talking about ordering built bars at built.com and you still can do that. I often do, or you can just go to your local Walmart or Sam's club and get whatever you want to just take home with you, a box of built bars that you can go get at the store. It's amazing. It's here. Go do it. Go to Sam's club, get a 13 bar box. If you want brownie batter puff, churro puff. Go get them. Now, what are you waiting for? Go, go.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The NFL announced its schedule for the 2023 season that will begin September 7th when the Chiefs and Lions... Yes, Chiefs and Lions kick off at Arrowhead. The defending Super Bowl champs get to host a couple of marquee games with the Eagles coming to KC in Week 11. The Bengals on New Year's Eve. A few other notable matchups. Week 13 features a rematch of the NFC Championship in Philadelphia between the Eagles and the 49ers. Week 8, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud get together as the Panthers take on the Texans. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have not one, but two primetime games. They will have their first Monday night game in 12 years when they host the Bengals in week 13, and their first Sunday night game in 15 years when they host the Ravens in week 15. Turns out having an actual NFL head coach and a franchise quarterback does wonders for your q in nba playoff news golden state warriors wing andrew wiggins is questionable for friday's game six of the western conference semifinals against the la lakers with an injury to his rib cage wiggins was instrumental in the warriors game five win wednesday finishing with 25 points on 10 of 18 shooting with seven rebounds and five assists coach steve kerr called it wiggins best game since he returned from a two-month absence at the start of the playoffs it's unclear when the injury occurred also worth noting here the LA Lakers are expecting Anthony Davis to also play. The New Jersey Devils pushed it all the way to overtime, but the Carolina Hurricanes put them away in Game 5. Jesper Fast deflected a Jesperi Kokanini shot past Devils goalie Akira Schmidt on a power play in overtime for the series-clinching goal. New Jersey was making its first appearance in the second round since 2012 following the most successful regular season, in franchise history this is carolina's first trip to the conference finals since 2019. hurricanes await the winner of the florida panthers toronto maple leafs series meanwhile the stars and kraken were just looking to gain some kind
4: of advantage the dallas stars now find themselves in control of their second round series over the seattle kraken After a huge 5-2 home win in Game 5. Hey everybody, this is Dane Lewis with the Locked On Stars podcast. The Dallas Stars are right back where they need to be in this series. One win away from going back to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2020 when they went there in the Edmonton bubble back when they eventually made it to the Stanley Cup finals but a ton riding on this game five and the Dallas Stars and their best players delivered Wyatt Johnston gets his third career playoff goal and Rope Hints is starting to heat back up after he cooled off for a little bit at the start of this series he was excellent in round one against Minnesota and he now has two goals here in game five his seventh and eighth of the postseason. He also picks up an assist on Joe Pavelski's goal. He now has seven in this series, which is unbelievable for a player who is playing at age 38 Coming off of a really bad head injury in round one, Jason Robertson getting involved in the action as well, picking up a couple of assists in this game, not scoring goals like we want him to be, want him to be, but still finding ways to be involved and in setting up his teammates Rope and Joe for success. And Jake Ottinger also very good, only allowing two goals and coming up with some key saves down the stretch of the game.
3: On the diamond, the Cincinnati Reds chose to go with a bullpen day for the rubber match with the New York Mets, and things actually went better than you'd expect.
0: That's a $450 million shutout right there. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast, and the Reds had a bullpen day in the rubber match with the New York Mets, and they shut them out. Yeah, we're talking about a lineup full of guys who could probably hit third or fourth in this Reds lineup, and the Reds absolutely Dominated them. Beautiful performance by the bullpen. Derek Law. Then you go to Ben Lively. Then you got Lucas Sims. You got Kevin Herget in there. I've, it feels like we got a ton of guys that just came in and absolutely pitched lights out. And of course, Kevin Herget with the wonderful three inning save. That whole you know weird rule that Major League Baseball has with the save rule. But hey, Reds get the series win over the New York Mets. That's right. The Reds won two out of three over the New York Mets
2: is another story you need to know.
3: Something about the Phoenix Suns and elimination games, the last 2 years, they have not been close. This one, a 125-100 beatdown at the hands of the Denver Nuggets to send the Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals. Matt Moore from Locked on Nuggets joins me now. And and Matt, this was a series that was nip and tuck. Um, uh, until it wasn't in this game. So why wasn't it? And is it is just as simple as, well, the Suns had no players? Uh,
1: you know, I think, one, I'm not sure the series was a nip and tuck, as it kind of makes it sound. It took such a legendary performance from Booker in both games in Phoenix, shooting 80% from the field. And if you notice, those games were still within margin, right? Yeah. Like the, the Nuggets were within range in both of those games versus being comfortably ahead when they played kind of to capacity. The The margin for error here is what was really huge. And I think what's interesting from an NBA perspective may be that we're seeing kind of an evolution maybe a little bit away from some of the superstar teams where it's like, well, they've got Kevin Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, so their margin for error is really huge. No, it wasn't enough because the Nuggets were better in every conceivable category, and they had the best player in the series. As amazing as Devin Booker was in games three and four, and I was at those games, and those are two of the best scoring performances I've ever seen. (laughs) The way Jokic kind of shapes the game, In all facets, what he does all over. And honestly, the way that the Nuggets defended, they're not going to get, that's not going to get talked about enough. The Nuggets had a really good defensive game plan in the series, and they really kind of boiled up and took over in this game. They wore out the Suns over the course of the first five games and then hit them with the haymaker. And the Suns quite simply did not have anything to respond with. They're without Chris Paul. They're without DeAndre Aiden. Those things have to be accounted for. You're missing two starters in an elimination game but when Denver is this dominant and they were this dominant in games one, two, and five, I think when we look at the overall picture of the series, the nuggets are simply better.
3: Yeah. Nicole Jokic, 32, 10 and 12 in this one, just a casual 30 point triple double um, for Jokic. And this is a team now that has the Western conference in front of it, which I I guess you could say they did coming into this playoffs. They were the number one seed for a reason, right? So is is this one of those things where narratively you think this can, this can swing back for Denver because there's been a lot of focus on the Warriors and the
1: Lakers. And it's like, have, have you been watching the best team plays in Denver? It's not going to swing narratively, you know, and, I'm not somebody that blames the media very often, but look, some of the major stakeholders and partners are very determined to only talk about whoever comes out of that other series. They haven't wanted to talk about the Nuggets all year. It's been like, oh yeah, yeah. Nuggets, they're a good team. <laughs> Boy, if we look over here, look at the eight seed now. Oh. <laughs> and so, look, uh, Lakers warriors, both those teams are championship certified. The Nuggets are not. And Anthony Davis is a heck of a matchup for Nikola Jokic. If there's one guy you want, probably it's Anthony Davis. If there's one guy you want to attack them on defense, probably Steph Curry. So it's going to be a tough series. Denver's work is far from done. This next series is going to be tougher because both those teams are, I think, are honestly a little bit better than what the Suns were by the end of this one. Um, But I do think that the Nuggets should be favored. The Nuggets should be talked about more. The Nuggets should be recognized not only for having been the one seed, but they've been the team in the playoffs that's taking care of business. Celtics and Sixers are going seven. Lakers and warriors are going to six and those are two teams that weren't even the higher seeds. The team that has taken care of business in the playoffs most emphatically and has shown that they have been the best has been Denver consistently game to game.
3: What is, what has been different for them defensively? Cause it's not just in the playoffs though. They've been even better in the playoffs, but this season in general.
1: So one thing that's been true of the, the Jokic nuggets has been that they find answers in the playoff series defensively like that's kind of been a, their answer quite honestly they couldn't do it when they were starting austin rivers and faco Campazo. but overall when they've had their f- fully healthy roster they tend to find answers and their defense tends to be better they had not really get, get great game plan in the series stay up to date all
3: year on the nuggets by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on nuggets on your favorite podcast app and on youtube Coming up, one New York team is not happy about the schedule release, and it isn't the one with Aaron Rodgers at
2: quarterback. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: The NFL schedule release revealed plenty of primetime games for the New York Jets and their brand new signal caller, Aaron Rodgers. It also had an intriguing consequence for the New York Giants as Locked On Giants host Patricia Trena
5: points out. I mentioned that they are the first team to play seven of their first 10 games on the road. That, according to Warren Sharp of Sharp Football Stats, the Giants have back-to-back road games in weeks two and three, five and six, and nine and ten. All right, so weeks two and three, they have um, Arizona and San Francisco, This Frisco game, by the way, being a Thursday night game. So the Giants will probably stay out on the West Coast for those two games. Then um, in weeks five and six, they are at Miami and then they go up to Buffalo the following week. And then finally, weeks nine and 10, they're at the Raiders and then they go to Dallas the following week. So that's a really tough stretch. Of gains. But you know what? We're going to find out what these Giants are made of. We're going to find out based on how they do in this initial stretch. Was last year really a mirage? You know, when they were beating the teams and they, they qualified for the playoffs with a 9 7 1 record, had the Giants taken a step forward? This first half of the season is going to answer a lot of questions for us just how far the Giants have come and how far they still have to go.
3: It seems obvious to me the culprit here. Why are the Jets playing so many home games early in their season? Because the NFL wants Aaron Rodgers on their screens, not Daniel Jones. Sorry, Daniel Jones. This is just the unfortunate reality when you share a stadium. You do not get preferential treatment if the other team... Has a star bigger than anyone on your team. Star bigger than anyone on almost any other team, for that matter. The NFL wants to see Aaron Rodgers in prime time. At home, early in the season, before the weather gets bad, when he's probably not going to play as well, let's be honest. The guy is almost 40. And one little nugget that I have to share. Deshaun Kaiser, former Packers quarterback, said the first conversation he had with Aaron Rodgers involved a certain conspiracy theory that Rodgers wanted Kaiser to go investigate. Aaron Rodgers' first game in New York is going to be on 9-11 against the Buffalo Bills. Sometimes it just works out. And finally, voter transparency when it comes to sports awards. The NBA gets this totally right and it's led to current analysts apologizing for making a boneheaded call. And we saw that this year. ESPN NBA analyst Mark Jackson apologized Thursday for saying he mistakenly left Denver Nuggets superstar Nikola Jokic off his MVP voter ballot. I mean, the guy won back-to-back MVPs. I don't know how you could forget it. There's no excuse for not voting for him at all. But this is an awesome thing the NBA does, and it keeps its voters accountable. Maybe the Baseball Hall of Fame should be taking notes. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, who will join the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.